What a shaking, everybody. This episode of the Golf Guide podcast is proudly presented to you, the loyal listener, by golfguide.net. It is a website. That's correct. This is a place on the internet where you can do one of several things. You can save up to 70% on greens fees to dozens of courses around Northern California. Two, you can learn information about every golf course in California, Nevada, uh, Oregon, Washington, and Hawaii. And not only just learn courses, you can search for courses based on things like difficulty, course architect, course style. We wanted to make sure that you had a resource where if you were curious about a certain kind of golf course or maybe you want to see what the most difficult uh, golf courses on the West Coast were in terms of slope rating, course rating, things like that, we have tried to do our best to set up a system where you can do just that. And then on top of that, you can do things like read articles from people like myself, our senior writer, Rick Vasick. You can also uh, search events. We're doing trips later this year to world-class golfing destinations like Gamble Sands and Bandon Dunes. If you go to golfguide.net and click on the events tab at the top of the webpage, you can learn all about those and sign up. I'm going to be there. I hope I see you there as well. It's going to be a wonderful time. Um, and so golfguide.net is really a one-stop shop for the West Coast golfer looking to learn about golf and play a lot of golf and not spend uh, full full boat to do so. So one more time, golfguide.net, check it out. Uh, and with that out of the way, let's get right to it. It's Open Championship Week. I hope you listened to part one of our preview podcast, which was just me um, talking in depth about Royal Portrush Golf Club. But now we get to get to the meat and potatoes of this thing. I'm bringing Boat back on. Uh, we're going to be talking storylines. We're going to be talking odds. Uh, Boat is going to be coming at us with his no chance list. So lots of good stuff here. I hope you guys enjoy it here on another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. Yes, welcome back everybody to another edition of the Golf Guide Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Kyle Serlo, joined by my good friend, uh, blogging expert, chief blogging officer of Handshakes and Birdies, also my good friend, Mr. Jess Stemak, more affectionately known by me and many others as Boat. Boat, what's shaking, man? Uh, it's open. What's week. up, amigo? Huh. It is... Uh... I just uh, checked the old uh, television, and uh, live from the Open Championship comes on in roughly eight and a half hours, Kyle. Yeah. So yes. I'm, uh, you know, just uh, I'm oh, getting ready oh. to absolutely dial this thing in. Oh. So uh, oh. ready to hit, ready to hit the gas pedal. To that's, be honest with you, dude, that's so awesome. In the uh, in the part one of our preview that I did uh, solo here, where I was just talking about the golf course, which by the way. Anybody, Hashtag solo. Yeah, anybody listening to this podcast, if you want kind of a background on how Royal Portrush uh, came to be hosting this tournament this weekend, that is a good listen for you. But on that podcast, uh, as it as I recorded this afternoon, I'd mentioned now that the John Deere is over and now that the Scottish Open is over, there is no more high-octane Tier 1 professional golf taking place until this Open Championship kicks off on Thursday, which means you and I and the rest of the golfing world can focus 100% of our attention to Royal Port Rush and everything that is going to be transpiring at this year's Open Championship. All right, so let's 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 do a little timeline here. So, if the deer ended around three, <clears throat> our time, and it is now nine thirty Pacific. Correct. I'm guessing those guys are allowed to probably shower. Uh, I'm I I'm hoping 
in in my dreams that they're wheels up somewhere around oh, the media obligations. They're probably wheels up around six or six thirty mm-hmm. our time. Yeah. Uh, so that puts them right in the middle of the fucking Atlantic, and I hope they're fucking getting it on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope they uh, are just partying their tits off. Um, they they just passed over Nova Scotia an hour and a half ago. And now they're just out in the great blue waters of the Northern Atlantic, just really feeling themselves. I bet. And you know what? <laughs> What's crazy is it, six o'clock is probably the correct guess, but. Wouldn't you hope that at some point they're going to be able to do the media obligation and shower up on the charter? That'd be so, great. So I, mean, I, I got to believe it's right around the corner. Huh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the field, the rest of the field should be really happy that Colin Morikawa is not in the field. The guy's playing some good golf right now. My word. Hey, just like, what, are you tied for fourth? I mean, yeah. another 250 grand? I mean, all he's, I got to do. He's wow. going to be comfortable. Wow. Yeah, no, I think he probably is already. Uh, He's on a plane, but he's he might be heading somewhere else. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, he he could be going. He, be, he a city. He could be going. You know, Vegas. Who knows? Maybe he he's a California guy. Maybe he likes Reno. He could be going to Reno right now. That actually is a really Just good. Absolutely point. party. You know what I mean? I hope so. I hope that is the case. Now, because this is an open championship preview podcast, boat. I, I we won't talk about the that was, last. That was it. Yeah, we won't, we won't talk it's about out, last. It's out, of my, it's out of my system. <laughs> it's okay. We won't talk about. It, but real quick, what do you know about this? Uh, this. This Fertelli character, I, I honestly, I never even Jordan heard his Spies name. He made of Texas, dude. Jordan really? Spieth, teammate of Texas, one hundred percent. Nike guy. Oh yeah, this is the South African uh, really just crushing it, huh? Played a lot of tours. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so it, it saw definitely... the interviews with him. Seems like a stand-up guy. Okay. Really polished. Really polished. Interesting. Really polished. Huh. Just another young guy. Hey. If you haven't won yet and you're young and you're talented, make sure that the deer is on your schedule. Yeah, no kidding. Because <laughs> that's all they do is produce first-time winners. Oh, uh, that is fantastic. Like five out of the last seven years or something? I mean, you take Zach Johnson and those guys out of there, it's probably all, to, all first-time winners. So does that mean that he automatically gets his, gets a bid in the Open th- this weekend then? Is, is he on the charter? He, got, he officially got the last spot because okay. you know, the Scottish Open finished before we did. Yeah. I think he got the last spot. I, I wonder, how does that, does that work? If, how does Matt Wolf win the 3M? And not automatically qualify, but then this Fratelli character does with the win of the John Deere. Dude, that 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 open qualifying, uh, what do they call it, series? Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. Like, there's certain tournaments where if you finish in the top four and you're not already qualified, like that gets you in. Like, there's some guys that are in the open next week that are like, how am I substantially what? less excellent than Matt, Matt Wolf? Matt Wolf is Matt Wolf is sitting home this week. How? I mean, he would have been a top ten betting favorite, probably, oh, dude. The way if, that guy's hit the ball. That'd have been so exciting um, to watch a young gun like that take on this golf if course. Not top man. ten. I retract that statement. Maybe top twenty. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's yeah. He's certainly one of the hottest guys on the face of the earth. Oh, so interesting. That's another another plus one for the field. Okay, well that's all right. Well, hey, we got that. Uh, we you know the John Deere is is in the books. The guys it. are on the charter. We're we're excited for them. We hope they are just getting across that box. You know what? In the words of the great Keith Hernandez, I hope those guys are up there just getting their tits absolutely lit. I hope I hope they are just getting after it up there. Um I mean, I hope they're having just a great I hope the appetizers are good. Yes. Like not like not like you know some appetizers Kyle where you feel like you're almost worried like it, it could run through you pretty quick. <laughs> I'm hoping they have like really solid like well-done looking appetizers, you yes. know what I mean? I don't want like cold. some Hot I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big so I'm a big uh, carrots and celery guy with ranch dip. Mm. For me, and I don't know if you're this particular, but I need the carrot stick. You know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. Like, give, give me the rectangle all day. I'll eat the little guys that are rounded. 
I think I'd probably take a full carrot versus the little guys that are around it. You know what I mean? First like, of all, excellent take. Just, hot you know take. I mean? Nuclear hot take. But also, now that I come to think about it, the little like uh, little miniature rounded carrots, they kind of yeah. remind me of like infant fingers. And they kind of always kind of creep me out a little bit. They're kind of squirmish. They're really hard to get on a fork. Mm. Uh, you almost have to like, you know, do them one at a time. But when you have the – so round table went away from them. They used to have great carrot sticks, right? <laughs> great carrot sticks. But every, everyone's cost effective, so yes. they're going to these little things you can just plop right out of the bag, right? Of course. To me, and to me, there's nothing better than a fresh cut, crisp, rectangle-style carrot stick. You can put it on the fork. You can put it on the side of the plate and dip it like an appetizer mm-hmm. on your salad. Mm-hmm. It gives you more options, more room for activities. I it, that, That's a big selling point for me. You, you give me that as an app, like that's all that's all day, all day, something like that. Something simple, like just put out some salami and crackers, you know, mm-hmm. something. But if you're going to go like wings, you, you can always you always have the chance of getting some strange. You know what I mean? Where it's oh, a yeah. little bit where it's a little bit wet. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that's 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 great. And then, you know, just like some maybe some garlic bread. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a simple, app, you know, tenders. You can, It's hard to mess up a breaded chicken tender. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. opposed to the wing, if you're doing it wet, it can get a little soggy, and then a couple bites in, you're like, "This is a bad idea." But maybe you've had three or four, so you just power through it. <laughs> I just hope, for those guys' sake, the appetizers are like, you know, everyone talks about how quality of a run tournament. I hope they don't stop at the plane. Like, <laughs> okay, we got the plane. Here's, you know, here's some domestic. Like, I hope they have good beer. I hope it's top shelf alcohol, and I hope the apps and the, and the food. I, I hope it's, you know, I have a feeling it, it is. You know what I mean? I have a feeling it's really good, really good, great stuff. So, John Deere, I mean, that's so cool. And like you said, who knows, man? Who knows where that flight could be in a couple of years with technology? You know what I mean? I, I do. And first of all, this is this is some of the best appetizer talk we've ever had in the history of this podcast. In fact, I, I yeah. would go so far as to say uh, the carrot stick take is it's something I had never really pondered or considered, but now I'm going to be thinking about that every time I see any piece of carrot alongside a bowl of ranch dressing. It, 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 I feel like from now on, I always had that inkling feeling in the back of my head, like it's a little odd, this little carrot nub. And now, yeah. now I think I'm just going to take more of a formal stance and, and and just advocate for the actual carrot sticks. Cause I, first of all, I hope you're right. And second, I hope they have a very nice mix of hot and cold appetizers, healthy yeah. And yep. you know, and gluttonous. I, I hope these guys have got it all. I, I want them to be like living maybe, a life of luxury right now. Maybe like taquitos or quesadillas. Mm. Um, you, you know, fresh made quesadillas. That mm-hmm. would be that's top notch in my book. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, the, the carrot like Safeway does a really nice job. They do uh, the rectangle sticks by itself or combo half and half with celery. Mm. Not many places you see do that. You yeah. know, because a lot of the veggie trays, they're going like broccoli and then the, the little nubs. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah, yeah this is say, well yeah. said, well well said. Um, which I mean, to be fair, I what is you know since they are flying to Ireland, they're not going to be going to Scotland this year. So um, no. a, as you are probably well aware, as many of the uh, the people who are listening Northern to this Ireland. are aware, this is the first and only golf course outside of Scotland and England to ever host the Open Championship, and this is going to be the first time that Ireland and Royal Portrush specifically have hosted an Open Championship since 1951. It has been almost 70 years since the open has been contested in ireland you know the running joke is when you go to scotland everybody's going to go eat haggis you know yeah. which is the wild you know intestine yeah. and stuff 
what 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 is the Irish you know go to meal that everybody's going to be referencing all week? I, I it's it's I, hey it's 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 better than Scotland. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. They they at least acknowledge how to try and make a Caesar salad. They put bacon on everything, which is kind of nice. Certainly. Like Caesar Caesar salad comes with bacon, dude. I like that. Yeah. Oh, um, you know, we talked about it like, well, it was that way in Dublin. Like those corner stores, they don't open till like nine a.m. So if you're up early. Your best bet of getting a bite to eat is going to be at a golf course. I just told this to my my college coach who's over there. Um, and real quickly, I need to address the elephant in the room. Please, I misspoke poorly on the last pod when I said Royal Dornock. I meant <laughs> Royal County Down, Royal Dornock, Scotland, Royal County Down, Northern Ireland, near Belfast. To be fair, I heard I, you say I Royal Dornock. I, I listened to it. I was like, <laughs> it's the whole Royal thing. There's so many. I mean, so. I misspoke. It, I was I was talking about Royal County Down, not Royal Dornock. Both that, great courses. That is okay. I think I think they are both rated among the ten best international courses in the world As by both should. Golf and Golf Digest. So I think you know you you, you just had so much exquisite world class golf on your mind that I think you know sometimes sometimes it get confusing and that's okay. I got rattled. Got I, I, I didn't know what to do with my hands. I I was <laughs> I, my music was loud. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Well. That all being said, so we got that cuisine taken care of. If they're if these guys are eating a lot of bacon, you got to think they're going to be in good shape. But absolutely, a- along with the cuisine, um, we got a couple storylines to go over, boat. And uh, you know, it's funny because for a tournament of this magnitude, I feel like there's le- I feel like there's fewer storylines that I'm really going to be paying very close attention to. Oh, I think I I think I got one we forgot to talk about. Wait, what, what, why don't you start us off? If there's something, did that... you see? And he may or may not be on my no fucking chance list. Did you see the fucking club throw by Terrell Hatton? I did. Oh my! Oh <laughs> my dear lord! That thing had some zip. Okay, so he, I'm guessing he's got some, he's got some fairly new grips on there, Kyle. Like maybe a week or two old, because <laughs> you could tell he held onto that thing like 45 degrees too long. Yeah, yeah. But that whip yeah. going clockwise to whip at that angle, dude, that's dangerous. Like he wasn't trying to get height. Like that thing was coming in head head to height. That what? was and then the delay when they panned to who was he playing with? Well that's I don't know about the angle that you saw, and, but like from what I, from what I saw, basically it was the uh, the camera angle was from like his front, you know, right. Where he yeah. turns around, throws it, and it goes completely out of you. I have no idea if there were spectators over there. I have no idea if that was another golf hole. I have I have and no then, idea what kind of chaos that golf club may have may have caused. Did you hear the guy fucking yell? <laughs> Wait, Tyrell Hatton or somebody else? Tyrell Hatton. <laughs> they pan to the guy that's in his group, in the same group, to hit a shot. And this guy is like walking into his setup. And you just hear this fucking himalayan roar <laughs> and the announcers are like chuckling they're like oh my terrell it was so loud you have to go back and listen to it oh I do. it was one of the most awkward club throws and like aggressive like yeah. that wasn't like a loop-de-loop into the lake you know what i mean that was you've seen guys spike uh spike them down into the ground uh-huh but he went freaking he went parallel to the ground. Oppo. It was dangerous. Uh, it was super dangerous. Super dangerous. He held on to that thing. Dude, if he holds on to that thing a split second longer, it's coming right at his playing partner. Ooh. It's not great. No, the roar though, like just a just a just a grunt. Just, ah! It was he it was 
hilarious. I can't believe you didn't hear it. The so announcer's what, reaction is absolutely priceless. Faraday was great. I, I, I did hear Faraday's reaction. So I, what you're telling me is that going into the Open Championship, you're really liking Tyrell Hatton's fire and, and the passion that he's playing with right now. I don't want to spill the beans. We'll talk about the <laughs> list. He may or may not be on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, that was that was he wild. Which, by the way, again, I, I I know we were just about to jump into storylines for this golf tournament, and we we said that last weekend's golf tournaments were, uh, you know, were in the rearview mirror. But uh, man, the scoring at that Scottish Championship was wild, man. Wow, all 61, 62, 60, I mean. The course record got broken three different times over the course of that tournament. That was really happy. eating that place up. Really Woo. happy for beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, oh, man. Yeah, if the guy ever needed it. Now it's you know, it's really happy for the guy. Absolutely, no, a hundred percent. His interview after the round two, uh, he, he oh, it struck see, chord with me. He yeah. was holding it. Even the guy interviewing was like, "All right, I'll give you a couple minutes to collect yourself." Mm-hmm. Like that, I just it was genuine, awesome. genuine. Yeah, it was absolutely awesome. Um, We've always said we're never not going to root for that guy. No, no, I mean, that, that's that that guy's that guy's all class. Be- Beef 100%. has got a lifetime fan exemption from yours truly. I mean, I, I will root for Beef whenever he is in any field of any golf tournament that I'm watching. Big fan. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that being said, it is a kind of a shame he is not going to be participating in the Open Championship this week. Yes, he is. He got the last spot. Wait, he got the last spot. One hundred percent. Get the fuck out of here. He got the last here. spot in the Scottish Open, guy. Ho <laughs> ho. Oh, I'll send you the picture with his shitty and grin holding the flag. Well, look at me. Breaking news on the 100%. podcast. 100%. God, yeah. that is phenomenal. Okay. It, right. Hey, you've been entertaining all weekend. It's okay. You're a married man. It comes I, with the territory. Jeez, I know. I mean, I, I'm going to give I, you a hard pass. Thank you. I, I, when, when, I, when we finish recording this podcast, then I'm going to turn to my house guest and ask him, why, why did I have to turn off the Scottish Open before it came to a conclusion? However, that being said, again, I know we're getting off topic once more. I was watching the Scottish Open this morning. Beef had just finished his round. And like the leaders were basically making the turn, and all of a sudden I realized I was like, "Oh shit, the Wimbledon final is on!" And I voluntarily the turned Joker. off the Scottish Open to watch what ended up being a absolutely wild fifth set of uh, Fed joke. Absolutely incredible tennis. We'll say great for the time tennis. for men's tennis. Yeah. Great yeah. time for women's. Right. I mean, it's <laughs> this is a golden age of tennis. This is crazy. It's just crazy to me that in a sport where most of the great players basically hit 30 and then they fall off a rock that the three of like the five best male tennis players of all time 27 or 28 yeah three of the all-time best male tennis players of all time are all playing right now and they're all north of 30 and they're all dominating it's It's crazy it's an incredible time to be alive but uh it is all right that being said let's stick with us let's stay on the same continent in fact let's stay in the same you know uh what would it be by the, the UK is not a country. It's it's a it's an alliance of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let, let's stay in the EU. Let's stay in the Kingdom. UK. Heading back to Royal Portrush, some of the storylines that we're following. Um, for me, both the the first one and the one that's obviously most important and most fascinating to me uh, is is not one we talked about beforehand, but it's something I, I talked about at length in uh, part one of this podcast. Is this golf course? Is this golf course? It's one that so many even hardcore golfers like you and I. Have probably have never really seen. You know, we've never. I've never watched a competitive golf tournament played at Royal Portrush. Yeah, I have now been pouring over photographs and videos for the last two weeks. Getting yeah, that guy did a good job. You talked about. Oh. I wish he would have done the holes in succession. That dude, it was tough. Like having to go through and click the links each one. And, like going to find. Yeah, it. I was um, losing track. I was like page one, page five. Where am I? Where am I? Now, I'm that, like I could. I, I should have kept the dossier. I'm lost. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I clicked out of there. It took me like two minutes to get back. I, <laughs> it, it did not make it easy. However. The good news for you and I and the rest of the golf fans are out there 
is that the Open Championship, the RNA and their Open Championship Instagram feed have finally gotten their act together. And within the last 24 hours, they have made two posts, one of which is a flyover of every single hole in the front nine. And the second post is a flyover of every single hole on the back nine. So it is now going to oh, be good. much easier. I didn't see for golf that. Fans. I just, yeah. yeah, I just I clicked on when I got home after work tonight, and it still looked pretty elementary. But I'm I'm glad that's on there. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll revisit it as yeah. soon as we they, hang they up are here. now on there. Now, granted, I, I actually think the flyovers are not quite as good okay. as uh, what, what, what that guy definitely was not doing as good Vimeo. as the music. No, not as good as the music. However, Powerful. these fl- these flyovers were done within the last couple of weeks because. They do have all the grandstands and stuff like that set up in them. I'm guessing a lot browner. Oddly enough, and shockingly, no. That really that's, that's what, so, so. This is uh, uh, Eamon Lynch uh, from Golf Week and a few other people uh, that I was reading uh, this afternoon as they were reporting back. They were saying that it's wild because the the conditions out at Royal Portrush right now are playing as fast and f- as firm as anything we've seen at the Open last couple of years. But the biggest difference, and it's really stark, is how green the golf course is compared to these past years um well, the video justin rose did this week was was he there or was he in, he was there right he was there yes oh it was absolutely dumping yeah <laughs> it was it was raining a wee bit yeah. as, as they may say but what's crazy is that you know i think just because of the location uh being on the coast where it is um you know the the dunes and it basically the setting of this golf course being where it is and then on top of that, the maintenance uh, that the golf course has been go- undergoing the last couple of months has basically made it where it's going to be playing fast and firm like any of those other Open Championship courses, but it's going to be a lot more appealing uh, to the American golfer in terms of uh, what they see on TV because it's really, really green. There is not a divot to be found anywhere on the golf course. The membership at Royal Portrush for the last seven months has been banned from hitting balls off the grass. They have been carrying around little six-inch little by mats. eight-inch mats yeah. to, to hit off of. Um, it, the golf course is seemingly in as you gotta, perfect you gotta condition. You got to appreciate that. Oh, dude, I, I you got to appreciate I, that. I don't that's, know if American golfers would have the patience to do that. That it is no, really impressive. The, are you kidding me? Well, the members, yeah, right. would the, be like absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. They're man. like, we already have to give you the course for two weeks. Absolutely not. No, no, that that, that, that American golf that that would absolutely not fly. Yeah. No. And so, yeah, it, it's crazy how green it is, man. Um, and that's the thing. When you see it being that green, I instinctually just assume that it's not going to be playing as fast. But uh, all the reports that I have been reading say that that is not the case. It is going to be hard as a rock out there and uh, also really green. Place so looks it, sweet. Yeah, Place it, looks it, sweet. It'll look great on TV. And then, um, so number one, the golf course, I'm really looking forward to seeing. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the, the backstory of, you know, how Portrush, or, or Portrush, excuse me, got to host this tournament and then kind of just you know without really going into it you know there there is a reason that this golf tournament has not been uh has not taken place in ireland you know the last 30 years and that's because that that island northern ireland specifically has been in the middle of you know for lack of a better term a very violent civil war and uh there there were still trace amounts of that kind of stuff going on i mean i i mentioned it in part one of this podcast this year in april there was a dust up where uh, there was some some shots fired uh, between you know two different factions, yeah. um, and you know unfortunately a, a journalist I believe by the name a 29 year old reporter by the name of Lyra McKee uh, was caught in crossfire um, and and unfortunately passed away. And this is 35 miles west of Portrush. So um, well, let me tell you, in 2008 when we touched down and got in the rail car. You go across the border in Northern Ireland, uh, the gentlemen have AK-47s. 
Yeah. That was in 2008. Yeah. <laughs> so they are, uh, it is, they're, they're not hiding it. No, no, they're, they are not messing around. And so basically the combination of the golf course being where it is and then all the civil unrest that's taken place there the last, you know, 60 years, yeah. um, that, that, that is something I'm going to be monitoring and seeing how, if hopefully it doesn't affect the tournament at all. That, that I mean, obviously we're all yeah. keeping our fingers crossed that everything goes smoothly, but it, it is something you at least have to consider. And really, at least for me, it's going to help me appreciate this golf tournament that much more, just knowing how long it's been and all of the hurdles that had to be jumped over in order for this thing to even have a chance at happening. So that that is something it, I'm going to uh, keep my eye on. Uh, clear and present danger? Uh, Ooh, Harrison I'm, Ford? So I have not seen Clear and present danger. Even though I'm familiar with the film, I have not seen okay. it. You can add that to my uh, to my homework list. Okay, yeah, put that on your list. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit what you're talking there with okay. the uh, civil unrest. Interesting. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I, Good flick. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Um, but on a far, far lighter note, uh, let's go into some golf storylines. The first one here is okay. We'll, we'll stay at the same, uh, you know, kind of the same thing. Um, as we mentioned before, there's three guys in this field um, that are actually Northern Ireland natives. All right. Um, mm-hmm. The first one is the guy that you know is probably not going to have much of a chance in this tournament, but he's actually probably the biggest reason out of any of the golfers in the field that this tournament is taking place at Royal Portrush. Um, and that is the 2011 champion golfer of the year, Darren Clark, who the is somehow he, 2011 champion. Yeah, of the year. We're, we're still not sure how it happened, but he is a member yeah, yeah. at Royal Portrush. And uh, again, uh, he you don't get to keep the claret jug after you win it. But the champion golfer of the year does well, get a medal that they, they when, get to keep. Yeah, exactly. When you're a when you're a winning uh, Ryder Cup captain, mm-hmm. uh, that gives you a little bit of pull with the RNA. Mm-hmm. Um I'm guessing he literally had to have his manager text the secretary of the RNA and was like, <laughs> this is coming from the big fella. <laughs> uh, 2019 is going to be at Portrush. My home course. Make which it happen. Darren Clark. Yes, exactly right. Uh, and that's the thing. As a member at Royal Portrush, he is so proud of that golf course. He has been advocating for this thing um, to be at this golf course. Whether it went down exactly as you just uh, you know laid out, that is entirely possible. Like honestly, like it, oh, very good chance. Very yeah, good chance. there's a very good chance that's exactly how it went down. So Darren, it, it might have been like it, like when they picked him, when they selected him as captain. That was his condition. They're like they're <laughs> like, what do you want? And he's like, uh, good food in the locker room, good booze in the locker room, and uh, yeah, the opens at Port Rush. And I, I think that was probably a quick seal. I hope that I hope somebody gets Darren Clark on an interview. And oh, we got him. it. Yeah, we got it. Uh, yeah, let's yeah. call him next week. I, Great idea. All right, I'll put that on my notes here for next week. Um, and then other than Darren Clark, the two guys that are certainly going to be, or at least going to be perceived to be in contention uh, are, of course, Graham McDowell, who grew up you know, within a 20-minute drive of the golf course, and then, of course, uh, Northern Ireland's uh, favorite son, Rory McIlroy. Uh, Hollywood. Who, who, by the way, owns the course record at Portrush. Do you know I a, when he I said... Got a, I got a feeling he's said a few... Uh, Roy McIlroy uh, set the course record at Portrush when he's uh, like 16 as a 16 year old shooting <laughs> a 61. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty incredible. Now, granted, the golf course is a little bit different uh, now than it was then. Um, again, this this is something I I went into much greater length about on part one of this podcast, so I'll, I'll briefly just mention it here. But there's a couple new holes um, this year at Portrush as there was when the last professional tournament was contested. 20 hole event uh it is not so basically long story short 
there was not enough room uh, on the existing 17th and 18th holes to put grandstands in. And plus, they were kind of perceived sense. as like two weak holes because it went to a, a non-Dunesland like portion of uh, the property. Did and they so, do a reroute? So basically what they did is they, they took out those two holes. They added two holes that uh, used to belong to the other course uh, okay. at, at Royal uh, yeah. Portrush. Yep. And so the 7th and the 8th holes for this tournament that you're going to see are actually brand new golf holes, right? So, And then what is now the ninth hole used to be the 7th. So really, the 7th and the 8th holes actually are start... They, they start are, are, are they, were they close to that corner of the golf course? Uh, yeah, so basically... Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, basically... Uh, what is now going to be 9 used to be 7, and basically they just added two holes in, uh, into 7 and 8, which, you know, That's they great. took land from the other one. And now... They have a new 18th hole, um, which is basically has enough space where it's going to be really intriguing. It's a dogleg right, you know, around these huge blown out sand dunes, and there's enough going to be enough room now where they have grandstands lining the whole edge, edge of the hole. So it's essentially the same golf course, but we're just with two holes, uh, two new holes, and two of the old holes um, are gone, is more or less. So it is basically the same Harry Colt design golf course, just with a few few tweaks, um, but admittedly. Uh, all the reports that I've been reading is the guys who've been showing up, they can't tell which holes are the new holes, which means uh, Martin Ebert, the designer who did it, must have done a pretty excellent job of uh, uh, of keeping the style and the strategy of the golf course in the new holes because most of the guys can't tell the difference and can't tell which ones are new and which ones aren't. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's going to be interesting. Um, Rory. Rory is, is going to be the guy that's gonna, probably going to have the most eyeballs on him going into this tournament. What... What what's your read on uh, Rory McIlroy going into the 2019 Open Championship? Uh, if I put any money on Rory, it's going to be after the first two days. Um, don't know. I mean, he's eight to one right now. I mean, it's like he's been in decent form. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, didn't play this week. No, no, he played. Um, he played the Scottish Open. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, he finished 13 under. Um, yeah, good, not great. Yeah, so. He's going to have a lot of good memories there. Um, yeah, 61, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, it, you know, it's tough to get a read. Over there, especially over there, and everyone talks about that has won an open championship. You have to be on the right side of the draw. Yeah, that's a great point. As far as morning and afternoon. If you're on the wrong side of the draw, you either have to play like Superman or Brooks Kepka. <laughs> Uh, if you don't do two of those things, one of those two things, then you have no fucking chance. Yeah. Um, you just got to be on the right side of the draw. Um, yeah, I, I'm not putting any money on him until I wouldn't be obviously be surprised if he just, just runs away with it. Yeah. Um, but Brooks Kepka's in the field. Well, I got to tell you, you, you provided me with a phenomenal segue. The second storyline that I wanted to bring up with you is, Brooks Kepka has finished no worse than runner-up in any of the first three majors this year. He has a win and a couple of runner-ups. Now, granted, Brooks Kepka, his best finish in the Open was in 2017 when he finished tied for sixth. Last year in the Open Championship, uh, which took place just a couple of weeks before his win at Bellarive at the PGA Championship, he finished tied for 39th. All right? Now, I, I don't think you're going to get a lot of pushback from anybody, Boat, that Brooks Kepka is the best player in the world right now. But seemingly his golf game, as you think about it, doesn't seem like it would perfectly translate to a Lynx golf course like Portrush. 
That's not to say that he's not capable of winning this thing, but being as different as it is, and Brooks Kepka strikes me as being a very patriotic fellow. He he seems like he yeah. is he is a he is he is a proud American, and I wonder can he get to that level on foreign soil? I think so for sure. Okay, um, just just the confidence from recent majors. I mean, he yeah. even talked about it when the, when the, the interviewer tried to talk him into saying he had a bad week. He's like, "What are you talking about? I had a great week." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "What are you talking about? I, I played, are you guys high? I, I played great. What game? What were you watching? I played awesome this week." Uh, uh, yeah, and like we talked about, I'm not going to not bet Brooks. I'll, I'll bet him out of the gates for sure. Ten to one. That's uh, yeah. Seems pretty good put, to me. I'm, I'm putting twenty dollars on him for yeah. sure, guaranteed. Maybe twenty five. Mm. Um, depends on what I have for lunch tomorrow. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, until he like flat out just like misses a cut or isn't there on the weekend, I'm gonna keep betting the guy. Dude, that's exactly how I think about it. He's, He's like Tiger when he was on Tiger's run. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna keep betting the guy. Sorry. Yep. Hundred percent um, agree. Um, you mentioned Tiger. Another beautiful segue. Um, do you think Tiger is going to be ready for this golf tournament? We talked about it last week. He has we been waking up. At, yeah, he's been waking up at one a.m. trying to his get his eyes body. Not right. <laughs> Who I'll knows? Touch on how I feel about him later. <laughs> Who knows what kind of CBD and Ambien and whatever he's been on to kind of get himself uh, all all dialed in? But um, <laughs> I, aside from the whole waking up at one a.m. thing, can a guy like Tiger, who obviously is one of the two greatest golfers to ever live? You know, I, I can't help but think that I I never don't like Tiger going into a tournament in which he's seemingly healthy. But that being said... He hasn't played in a month. He hasn't played in a month. And honest, you know what's crazy? Since his win at the Masters, do you know how many tournaments he's played in boat? Yeah, two or three. It's not three. many. Yeah. The, the two majors and the Memorial. Yeah. I, he has not played competitive golf in a month. And is his game good enough and sharp enough where he can actually go that length of time not and anymore. Just step right in and compete. I, I'm very not anymore. skeptical. I'll talk about him a little bit later when we get to a, a favorite segment of mine. Okay. But okay. Uh, no, he, no, he's not that good. He's not good enough to do that anymore. No, you have to be sharp. Mm. Waking yeah. up at a certain time is not going to do it, Tiger. Uh, I don't know if Vegas told you to throw a little video out there to get some money on you, but no, it's no. <laughs> That's you need to be informed. You need no, no. I think I think I think <laughs> I. Based on the puffy eyes, I think the guy's been partying. Is I think he's been having a great time. I mean, yeah. that was such a relief for him to finally come back and win a major. You know, he won the turn, he won the tour championship. He proved that to himself. The next thing he had circled on the calendar was Augusta. Mm-hmm. Um, he did that, and to be honest, I think he's given himself a little bit of a break. I kind of think for so him too. to for him to come back. Um. Uh, all things compl- uh, included, um, I think he's given himself a little, a little mental vacation. And to be honest, he probably needed one. Yeah, he probably needed one. I mean, that was just a hurricane of emotions. Um, he's not twenty five anymore. He's not worried about, you know, he's not waking up at six a.m. the next day to try and get better. You know no. what I mean? No. Um, the guy gave me, I, yeah. So he gave himself a little vacation. And that is, being said, yeah, I'll, okay, I'll, he has no fucking chance this week. 
I'll include him. We'll get to that list, but he's got no fucking chance just because you're waking up at 1 a.m. Come on. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny, man. There's been a lot of stories circulating around uh, around the internet today. Most notably, you know, people talking about the uh, quote that Paul Azinger, who's going to be the lead analyst for NBC, for the what did he weekend. say? What did what did Zinger say? Basically, Zinger essentially said that Tiger Woods did Tiger Woods' Masters win diminish his drive, and basically. Paul Azinger is talking, you know, saying something similar to you, and that he doesn't expect Tiger Woods to win this weekend, um, mainly because he feels like he's too content. So I'll actually pull the quote for you right now. "Quote: yeah. I'm not quite as high on Tiger as I was before he won the Masters because of the mountaintop experience. I, yeah. I'm, I'm never going to count Tiger out of the majors. He won the Masters, but it felt like it made him too content. Uh, it's the most content well, I've ever seen yeah. him look." This uh, is a great quote. This is a spot-on quote because you could see it, and we talked about it, Kyle. Every other major win, it was like, yeah, a fist pump and an embrace, ex- you know, excluding the first one. Mm-hmm. But then it was like halfway to the scoring ten, it was no high fives, no touching the crowd, right? Sign my scorecard, back to business. Exactly. This one was an immediate celebration. Yes, you know what I mean. So that was, yeah, there, you could see a huge monkey come off the back there. I totally agree with what Zinger's saying. Well, what's crazy is that it wasn't, Azinger was not even just talking about this tournament. I mean, he goes on and drops a second thing of this quote that says, you know, basically saying not only does he not feel great about Tiger in the Open this weekend, but pretty much going forward. I mean, yeah. let me read the second half of this quote here. It's, just, it's wild, man, because it, it basically mirrors exactly what you were just saying in this quote. Don't get me wrong. He's been happy in the moment before, celebrating big shots and whatnot, but the next day, he's moving on. And from this past Masters, he's not moving on yet. It, it was such a mountaintop experience. I think he's going. I think it's going to be hard for Tiger to ever win anything again. Now, Ooh. I, I don't know about that last couple words, because that's pretty definitive, Ooh. but Azinger seems to think that this Masters win was so monumental that it may this cripple... Is this one song? He thinks it's going to cripple his competitive drive forever. Uh, I, I everything I've learned about Tiger Woods my entire life tells me that's not the case. But uh, given how he is, did really, Tiger send him? A, did Tiger send him a text message saying, hey, "Put something, put something out there to motivate me"? <laughs> I mean, that, what's, that's what's the, Zinger doing? I, I, how can? What is he talking about? I don't know. Like, that, that, He'll never couple, win ever again. He said Dude, it's going to be hard for Tiger to win anything ever again. That that seems pretty crazy to me, but also like, I mean, Paul Ainsinger knows more about golf than I do, so I mean, I, I kind of, I sort of want to take what he's saying seriously, but I watch a lot of this shit with my own two eyes, man. It seems that's that he's going to ac- he's going to accidentally win like ten more tournaments. <laughs> what is he talking about? What is he talking about? He's uh, off his rocker, dude. Does that seem wild? So he he got the one, and now he wants nineteen, and he wants Sneed. Yeah. What's he gonna What's he gonna do? Retire? That, that, that seems He's like a terrible again. idea. You, think, a terrible he, you idea. think he absolutely grinded for like five years to get his back to where he could do this again for win one and, tournament? Wins, win once and leave? <laughs> That's not Tiger Woods, dude. He, of all people, should know that. He's had a front row seat to his entire career out there and everything that goes into it. Mm-hmm. How can he honestly say he's just going to fold him? What? That's so... You're, Zinger, you're trying to get your name in the paper, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he hey, did. He succeeded. We're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a re- ridiculous oh man so anyway watching tiger as always is going to be really fascinating this weekend especially i mean the guy hasn't won an open championship in 13 I hope years he makes the cut. 06 i think it was, it was tiger's last win in the open championship so uh 
And, you know, he's talked many times over the years about how much he loves Lynx golf, how much he loves the old course and that uh, that kind of brand of golf. So, and seemingly he's the guy, he's a great iron player. He can hit every shot in the book. You would think that, you know, a Lynx golf setup would be tailor-made for someone like Tiger Woods, uh, especially with all those little stingers that he's hitting where he could take advantage of uh, keeping the ball out of the air and, and hitting it low. And so if Tiger is healthy and he's playing well, you'd have to think he's going to be in contention here. But uh, he just has given a so so little to go off of that it's just really hard to get that excited yeah, right now this is not his regular uh major week mm. preparation no. you know what i mean um so no absolutely no. not all right so the last storyline i want to go over with you boat uh, it's not it's not so much a storyline it's just kind of a, a a news item but uh one of the things that i love about the open championship is unlike you know for as much as Augusta gets right, the fact that they have a sudden death playoff to determine a Masters champion is one of the dumbest things, in my Couldn't opinion. Agree more. I, I Couldn't just, agree more. I, it's so dumb. And the U.S. Open getting rid of their 18-hole Monday playoff basically was like somebody punching me right in my testicles and just saying, yeah. oh, by the way, your favorite thing about championship golf that you only get to see every once in a while, yeah, that's gone. And I'm like, oh, great. So really, all I had left to hang my hat on was at least, at least the Open does a four-hole playoff you know, where they just, whoever's tied goes out and plays a four-hole aggregate and, you know, see what happens afterwards. Um, that has been changed to three holes for this championship. But I did learn after hearing it initially and kind of getting concerned, I guess it's only because of the setup of this particular golf course and that the four-hole at most other venues, especially the old course where you go play 1, 2, 17, 18, works so perfectly. I guess that with the way the layout of this golf course works, for them just to go play 1, 13, and 18, makes a really perfect little loop. So that is what is going to okay. be taking place if there should be a tie at the end of Sunday. Good. They're worried about the crowd. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I, I think they've been going through and making every single, uh, you know, everything necessary to make sure this tournament runs as smoothly as possible. They're doing it. Uh, but it will be interesting. If we do have a tie at the end of uh, Sunday, I wonder if having one less hole in the playoff is going to impact who the eventual champion is going to be. No. Uh -uh. Uh it's Dustin. Okay. Good. Um, hey, you know who else hits a stinger? Ooh, well, I would hope a lot of these guys can just stinker, but who, who are you thinking about? Uh, Gary Woodland. Mm. You ever seen those videos? <sighs> yeah, and you know what's funny? How soon they forget. God, that's such a great, Gary such Woodland. A great call. 50 to 1. That is wild. How soon they forget. That is so crazy. I, I did not even realize that Gary Woodland was coming into this tournament 50 to 1. That... That actually just feels disrespectful. Uh, if Brooks felt disrespected by not being in some media <laughs> for the U.S. Open, I got to imagine. Gary's fired up. Gary Woodland is just like pulling hair out. <laughs> 50 to 1. The level of disrespect to Gary Woodland is mind-bending. That, that, that just guy who put on an absolute ball-striking clinic Granted, a hair soft greens, but he's got no problem hitting the ball high. Mm -mm. No, sir. No, that that's uh, just oh. absolute fifty to one. How soon they forget? That was a that was less than a month ago, Carl. Yeah. Well, man, I like that. I know where I'm going to put in a couple uh, a couple of shekels. Uh, could, you kidding me? <laughs> Jesus. Twenty dollars give you a thousand? Uh, yes, please. Just put it like what? Oh, uh, that 50 is fifty to one. Yeah, that is fucking wild. Man. Oh, oh, all right. Okay. It, it, while we're fired up your boat, now that, now that we've gone through oh. storylines, we're talking Gary. 
Gary Woodland at 51. We're fired up. I, I think there's not a more appropriate time because we got what we got to do is this, and then we're going to talk about a couple of other different odds that we like. What okay, I want to know from you right now, for the 2019 Open Championship at Royal Port Rush, I, Kyle Serla, want to ask you, one boat, Steamac, who in this tournament has absolutely no fucking chance? Well, you know who I'm starting with. I can't stand the guy, Danny Willett. <laughs> you might, hey, hey, you might finish second, but you have no fucking chance of winning Danny Willett. Can't stand you. By the way, everybody, the um, no chance list um, is brought to you by handshakesandbirdies.com. Please go ahead. <laughs> and the the club slinger, Terrell Hatton, you are just a dumpster fire right now. You, <laughs> I can't wait until you hear, I can't wait until you hear him yell in that clip. It's fantastic. <laughs> Tiger, sorry, buddy. You're on my no fucking chance list. Oh, it hurts, but yeah, I, I can't totally disagree. Um. He recently went on a six-day fast and lost 15 pounds. Mm. Phil Mickelson. Social media has just got a grip of you. You need to just go back trying to win majors, bud. You, you think he needs to put pump pump the brakes just a little bit with his social media presence? As enjoyable as it is, <laughs> Phil. Get back to the golf course. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you have zero chance this week. Uh, I, you know, I, Bubba, you got no chance. Mm. I kept it to five. Um, I think a lot of the Europeans are going to have good chances. Um, I've got someone written in bold letters, and he really, really, really likes making big putts and hitting great shots in front of European fans. Mm -hmm. And his name is Patrick Reed. Oof. Oof. Who actually played a practice round with one Eldrick Tiger Woods today. The crowds, if anyone's going to feed off, it be I, don't, I haven't seen the pairing yet. I don't know who he's paired with, but I hope to God it's two Europeans. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that like, and he's in pretty good form coming in. I think that kind of get that kind of like feeds him, like he plays with a chip on shoulder. Like I wouldn't be in. In he hits it. Obviously he hits it to draw, but into the wind to draw it is a lot better than a fade. So um, yeah, I, mean, I know I was just I would, talking about. I would not would not be surprised um, if he had a good week. Well, see, I know I was just talking about Brooks Kepka loving him. Don't even know what his odds are, but they're high. Patrick Reed at seventy to one. That yeah. patriot. That man is a fucking patriot. That man fucking loves. Red, white, and blue, and uh, oh man, it would. Oh, can you imagine how much the entire continent of Europe would hate Patrick He'd Reed? He's shushing when... <laughs> all the way up 18 fairway, dude. All the way up 18, he's shushing. He's like, he's like alternating fingers, just, just having a shush fest. Uh, honestly, like, there are a few things I would enjoy less than watching Patrick Reed win the Open Championship, but if that is the image and that is the result that I get. I say bring it on. That that sounds incredible. Oh, he's got his fingers in the holster, and he's not he's not going finger pistols. <laughs> he's just shushing. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would oh, be great. That would be so unbelievable. Oh well, yeah. Again, and that's the thing. If if you think there is any chance whatsoever at uh, at plus seven thousand, at seventy one, that's crazy. You know, Patrick Reed might be might be someone to look at. So, all right, let, let's uh, let's start wrapping this thing up, man. Let's talk over a little odds. Um, the odds that we're going to be talking about are 
proudly presented by the folks at Sports Betting Dime. Sorry, you can visit sportsbettingdime.com slash golf. And uh, they've got this really cool little tool boat where uh, you basically can get tra- you can track all the odds. So they have all these different kind of charts and stuff like that. Nice. Um, that where basically you can kind of track and see where the odds have gone over time. Very nice. So that, that's pretty nice. Uh, and Again, this is a sponsored little bit. That's right. We're, we're big time. We have formal sponsors. So Here we um, come. If you want to take a look and see kind of where uh, guys have been trending in terms of their odds for this tournament, uh, sportsbettingdime.com is a good place to do it. But um, the, I'm going to be referencing, as always, uh, Bavada here for our different uh, odds to win here, Boat. Um, yeah. As you mentioned earlier on the podcast, Rory McIlroy is the favorite uh, in this tournament at 8-1, to one, followed by Brooks Kepka at 9-1. to one, And then it jumps all the way to Dustin Johnson at 14 to 1 and uh You went up to 14, huh? Yeah, so basically uh, Irish oh, Open champion uh, John Rahm, Tiger Woods and Dustin Johnson are all at 14 to 1 and then Rory okay. McIlroy is at 8, Brooks at 9 and that rounds up your top 5 uh in terms of odds that you're going to get uh at the casinos this week. I have obviously Brooks. Yeah. Um Rom's a little on the young side. I don't think he has any, if it's, uh, if much experience there. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Rose probably has a little bit. So I've got these guys kind of mid range. Uh, Rose twenty to one. Mm-hmm. I guarantee he's he's worked on the ball striking. Yes. Um, and he's been there Mal- for a while. He's he's been practicing yeah. there for yeah. like a full week already. So he's going to be playing nothing but port rush and running courses. Yeah, for like I have like two a weeks. Block of these guys yeah. that. The only guy I don't have in this main block is Jason Day, but I have like Louis at thirty to one. Ooh, I love uh, dude. Louis um, thirty one sounds great. If Ricky has a good ball striking week, um, I, he's like twenty five to one. I really, it might be Tommy Fleetwood's time, dude. Twenty five to one. Oh, I would love that. That would be so it, awesome. It might be his time. Uh, Xander, he hasn't been playing a lot, but. He's really good in the majors, as we talked about. Runner up He's last twenty year. to one. Runner yeah. up last year at the Open. Um, can't lay twenty five to one. We, he had those just crazy stats, uh, ball striking stats. Um, at the PGA, the guy can flat out hit it. Um, and then uh, Paul Casey, fifty to one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, all right. Can, can I give you a name? And I want to see what you think because yeah, this is a guy who. You know he's taken uh, he's taken a couple lashes this year uh, and justifiably so. However, he basically was about to win the Open Championship two years ago until Jordan Spieth just snatched it out of his hands. Oh, uh, and took forty to one. Right, right now at Bavada, Cooch the Mooch is at plus twenty eight hundred at twenty eight to one. Does that seem? Oh, crazy he went from forty to twenty eight. Well, as of as of right now, as of ten twenty p.m. on Sunday night of Open Championship week. On Bavada's oh. website, they have Matt Kuchar listed at twenty-eight to one. Is that it? Is that a little too low? Does that does that take away the juice for for you uh, to put some put some ducats on Matt Kuchar? Probably not. <laughs> He's been playing so good this year. He's playing great. I mean, he played great oh. uh, for the first round of the Scottish Open last weekend. I, I just feel no, like that's probably you know the, the more I think about it, I mean, he should, probably should be. He should probably be like. 20 to 1. Yeah. If Molinari and Shoffley are 20, mm-hmm. Ricky's 25, Fleetwood's 25, I think he's got it. Yeah, so 28 is good value. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I really like Matt Kuchar this weekend. Um, At least I like his game I mean, I and I like his chances. He's probably going to be there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he doesn't really have bad weeks anymore. No, 
No, uh, Matt Kuchar at plus 2,800 I think is phenomenal. Um, the, the thing with me is, like, when I'm betting golf tournaments boat, I other than Brooks Kepka this year, I always have a really, really tough time betting on one of the favorites because the the juice is just not there and the payoff is just not really worth it. Um, oh, if, hey, if DJ any other any other major was getting 14 to 1, yeah. Jumping on that train. Exactly. Just, just been no form to I don't know, Rom kind of bugs me. He just like he just bugs me generally. Did you see his outfit at Wimbledon? He looked like Patrick Reed. Like he looked like an European version of Patrick Reed. He's got <laughs> the blacked out aviators and I don't know what that <laughs> what that shirt was. Um another tennis fan. Yeah, yeah. Spaniards are weird, man. But it's weird, man. The guy did say after winning the Irish Open just like over a week ago that he feels like he is playing some of the best golf in his life. I wonder how his play at La Hinch and in Ireland last week will affect his confidence and his game going into this tournament. It's certainly to me, it would. It's not far fetched to think John Rom could win this golf tournament. But yeah. if you force me to sit down right now and pick a person to win, he would not be the name I think I would reel off. No, he's not on my board. Uh, hey, uh, cool story. Uh, from like the cool national stories. national champion, uh, Stanford Cardinal. Yes. Brandon Wu went over there on his own dime and qualified. No shit. 100%. Whoa. Powerful yep. Brandon Wu. Now, does uh, do the folks at Bovada have odds on young Brandon Wu competing? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm briefly looking through everything right now. Uh, it appears they do not yet they do not yeah, get yeah, random odds pretty cool story interesting your boy tyrell hatton plus 6600 yeah the drops on that guy he's <laughs> wow he is you i can't wait until you hear the audio <laughs> this is gonna be so good i'm i'm so excited oh this is gonna be phenomenal all the listeners go look up the clip of hatton just winging a club and then there's like a seven minute delay and he just just an absolute he had to be so red there had to be steam coming out of his ears so great yeah so but if uh from from what i'm hearing if i put you on the spot and said regardless of odds i give you one guy to win this golf Mm -hmm. tournament is there any possible way that his name and his initials don't aren't bk no you know my answer it's it's burger king brooks kepka all day yeah it's funny percent dude we talked about it woodland doesn't go Clark Kent, then we're talking about how many is this guy going to win in a row? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So no, I'm not going to I'm not going to bet against him until he finishes out at the top two. <laughs> right. And and I'm and I'm going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. I am not going to bet against Brooks Kepka in a major championship. That's the thing. If this was the Irish Open, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't put any money on Brooks Kepka because it's not a major championship and he's not going to give not a fuck. Major. <laughs> not a major. So, uh, but in in a major championship. There's just no reason to do anything except bet, uh, bet on Brooks Kepka. It, it would be absolutely silly if if someone held my hand to a fire. Yeah, if you only got to pick one, you know, if you're a, ever if you're a value guy, then for sure you're looking at that block. Yes, Rose, Molinari, yes. Shoffley, Cantlay, Fleetwood, Ricky, Lowry. Like these odds makers know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Thomas has no chance. He's been in terrible form. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, wrist injury, dude. I mean, they're, yeah. Again, I mean, uh, you, you don't need yet. Yeah. When you're rehabbing, you're not practicing, and when you're not practicing, you're not getting better. Mm. So, uh, going to be a little ways away before he gets back on top of his game. Yeah. Which uh, which American not named Brooks Kepka do you think has the best chance to win the thing? I would probably say Xander. Yeah. B- 
be a hell of a place uh, to win your first major championship. Northern Ireland, Royal Portrush, year I after mean, I, wish I, could, I wish I could say DJ. I mean, he's got a little bit of British up and haunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the worst layups we've ever seen him and <laughs> him and uh, our buddy at uh, Chambers. Um, but when he just absolutely flailed that three iron out of bounds when he was in contention, what was that? Six, seven years ago. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I I think probably Xander, uh, and then you've probably got Ricky and Cooch like right behind him. Uh, one one B and one C. Yeah, I, I would probably say you know Xander and Cooch are probably my two favorite Americans. Uh, you know, with a chance to win this thing. Although, again, I'm doing exactly what we were just talking about. Where it also seems crazy to not at least you know out of respect put Gary Woodland up there. Uh, exactly, and how. Like, dude, how are we not talking about Dustin Johnson? Like, the guy's still, what, number two in the world? Number I, three I, I believe he is still technically one of the three best golfers on the planet. Yeah, so it's like, but he just hasn't given us anything to feel inspired about. No, um, no I, I, you I, know, I Woodland, Woodland's probably 50 to 1 just because all the, the media commitments he had after winning. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but if he gets there and he's clicking like he was. I mean, that was... Got a lot of his chances. He was an absolute surgeon. Absolutely. Uh, from the European contingent, um, obviously Rory McIlroy is the favorite, but do you have a European that you think uh, you, that, that you've got an eye on that you think has got a spectacular chance to win this thing that maybe some other people are not paying that much attention to? Justin Rose has to be so confident with his putter. Mm. I guarantee he's been grinding on his ball striking to get it up to par. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still you know, our Olympic champion. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, tough not to pick Justin Rose. Yeah, um, agreed. And then, for some reason, Paul Casey. Um, I think I think he might have a really good week. Mm. I I like Paul Casey, the man and the golfer. So I, I would love yeah. to see Paul Casey be in contention here. I think that would be phenomenal and be really really good for him and it'd be fun to watch. Um, I hope Walter finishes like one hundred thirty first. Like he, I hope he goes out there and just shoots like 74, 77. <laughs> uh, I, I would get a really good chuckle if that was the case. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> uh, on that note, Boat, we got a tournament to watch here, man. This is going to be awesome. You got anything uh, else you want to add uh, add to the mix before we, we put a wrap on this and just start getting wildly juiced? Wait, what is the countdown Seven. currently on? Seven and a half hours until thank you. I was about to ask. I was about to ask you what is the countdown? Seven and a half hours, ladies and yep. gentlemen. Got my alarm set. By the time you're listening to this podcast, there is a good chance that it is already going to be underway. Which means finish listening to this podcast and then turn on live at the open. And you you know the bad thing is is we don't even get Duval on set because he's freaking playing this week. God, so selfish. Ugh. Damn it, David. Oh, make a cut, David. Oh, that would be an awesome. <laughs> Uh, uh, he played last week. He played this week. He played in the uh, in the KFC Tour event in Colorado. You mean the the course where they said set up at like eight thousand yards? Yeah, because <laughs> he's like he's like he's like Mister Colorado now, uh, Mister Denver at least. Well, um, yeah, so he played this week. Interesting. Oh, very interesting. What's the, what's the prop bet on 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 Duval to make the cut? Mm, I don't have odds in front of me, but uh, Just find I, out. I have to admit, you got to be getting juicy. Juicy odds oh, yeah. Duval to make the cut. That oh, that would be phenomenal. I, I hope that's the case. Um, all right. So, with, with that boat, this has been awesome, man. Another phenomenal podcast in the books. I, I think we've got a fucking unbelievably awesome golf tournament ahead of us here uh, this weekend. It, it is going to be absolutely spectacular, my man. Is there anything that... Uh, I'm going to be want... in Coraline. What's up? I'm going to be in Coraline. 
Oh, that's right. This is the weekend. Dude, I'm, huh? on, I'm on the 9 p.m. Uh, Wednesday out of Oaktown uh, to Spokane. I'm going to be pulling in a quarter in right as live coverage is coming on. Well, I was going to say, are you going to be sleeping at all while this tournament is so, happening? So we're playing, probably not. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. <laughs> um, we're playing the resort course Thursday afternoon. They have a tournament in the morning, so they're doing a public shotgun in the afternoon. Perfect. Um, Floating Green Resort Course. Cordial and then we will yep, and then we will be at uh, Circling Raven. Um, that guy from Scratch, Scratch TV, he did a thing there that's pretty cool. You can check out on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's top 100. The place looks unreal. So, uh, no, my days are cons- going to consist of 36 on Friday, Saturday, individual morning, Sunday. On average, at PDI guy average, I want to say like, whew, it used to be, uh, you know, I'm gonna like three and a half hours sleep a night. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna mark you down for about one and a half from Thursday yeah. through Sunday. And you know what? God damn, it's gonna be so worth it because then when I talk to you either on Sunday night or Monday after this tournament, you know, you are still probably gonna be in some sort of just a golf infused haze. Uh, Monday, that, it's gonna be gonna be Monday night. <laughs> oh boy, cannot wait. Oh, which is going to be phenomenal. Well, Boat, with that being said, I'm already looking forward to talking to you on Monday, man. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a great tournament here. I hope you have a fucking blast uh, up there with uh, the tournament and then and all the buddies you're going to be hanging out with up on the Idaho Panhandle. Should, sounds like a really, really good time. Yeah. Um, and, and I think as golf fans, we're all in for a really good time this weekend because we're going to have a hell of a golf tournament on our hands. Um, Favorite week of the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Boat, thank you as always my friend really really appreciate it any last words you want to share with the uh the listeners here before we uh bid them adieu terrell hatton at least one club throw <laughs> you heard it here on the golf god podcast all right Bo, thank you very much brother everybody listening thank you very much and if you have not done so already don't forget to leave us a review and a rating on itunes always very helpful when you can do that uh and until next time we hope you guys have a wonderful wonderful open championship uh, and we will be back with you next week. Thanks, partner. All right. You got it, Bo. Thanks, man. Love you, Mom. <laughs>